Hello everyone, Rabbi Eisenberg here. In Parshat Ekev, Moshe continues with his momentous final speeches to the Jewish people before they enter the land of Israel. He warns them not to be overconfident that they cannot fail in their spiritual duties and reminds them of their involvement in the sin of the golden calf. On the other hand, he doesn't want them to think that Hashem's demands are going to be too heavy for them to handle. He says to them, And now Israel, What does Hashem your God ask of you? It is nothing but the following. To fear Hashem your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him. And to serve Hashem your God with all your heart and all your soul. To, to uh, guard the laws of Hashem and his statutes that I command you today for your benefit. Nothing but that. Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? And in fact, the Gemara finds this astonishing. Even the first thing on the list, Yirat Shamayim, the fear of heaven, living in awe of Hashem. How can you say, it's nothing but that? Is that really such a small thing to ask? Now the Gemara gives a very strange answer to this. And it says, yes, for Moshe himself, it was a small thing. What kind of answer is that? Moshe is not talking to himself here. He's talking to the entire Jewish people. How does it help them to hear that it's easy for him. It's like an Olympic gymnast who's showing students a, a really difficult move and saying, just do what I'm doing. See, it's really easy. What's the point of doing that? The Alexander Rebbe, who wrote the book Yismach Yisrael, he asked this question. And in response, he suggests that Moshe isn't actually saying that Yirat Shamayim, that having awe of God, is a small thing. It's actually a lifetime's work. But Moshe is saying that as soon as a person just commits themselves sincerely to that path, if they accept upon themselves that goal and aspiration, that in itself is already a major achievement and an expression of Yirat Shamayim, or fear of heaven. As evidence from this, for this, he quotes a saying from Pirkei Avot, from the Ethics of the Fathers, Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa said, anybody whose wisdom exceeds their behavior, in other words, they know a lot about what is right and wrong, but it does not translate into their behavior, their behavior is not as great as their wisdom, their wisdom will not last. Whereas someone whose behavior exceeds their wisdom, they put their wisdom of what's right into practice, that wisdom will last. Now, the Yismach Yisrael asked the question, why does it say their behavior exceeds their wisdom? How can you practice more than what you know? If you don't know yet something, how can you put that into practice? Shouldn't it say, one whose behavior matches their wisdom. But he explains the following. It's saying the same as what we said before. The person doesn't yet know the right way to do everything, but they sincerely commit themselves to doing whatever is right, so that as they learn more, they will put it into practice. The mission is telling us that making that decision, making that commitment, is considered on some level as if they had already put into practice everything that they will come to know, and their behavior exceeds their current wisdom. What's the logic behind this idea? Well, as many point out today, your mindset shapes your reality. The way you think about yourself and your situation will often define how your destiny will unfold. If you have a negative outlook, a pessimistic outlook, you don't think greatly of yourself, this will often dictate your future and you will fail. When you face challenges, you will give up easily, assuming that success will elude you. But if you have a positive outlook with a can-do attitude, that will often position you to be able to succeed no matter what you come up against. If you tell yourself, this is where I really want to be. I realize that this is what is really important in life, to recognize that Hashem has a plan for me in the world, and I want to live out that plan, and I'm willing to do what it takes to succeed. 
then just having that attitude is considered on some level as if you're already there. Let's come back to the Gemara's discussion above. It says, So is fear of heaven such an such an easy thing? Meaning, is it really so easy to commit yourself wholeheartedly to the path of fear of heaven? The Gemara's answer is, well, for Moshe, if your teacher is Moshe, if you have a powerful and inspiring figure like Moshe telling you that this is what life is all about and you just have to get up and do it, then yes, it is an easy thing. That's very good in Moshe's time. But what about us without Moshe? So for us, maybe it's not as easy, but the Yismach Yisrael tells us you have to realize that just that decision to change your outlook transforms you in Hashem's eyes. Even somebody whose behavior renders them distant from Hashem, the Gemara says, the moment they want to change, and in Hashem's eyes, they suddenly become close to Him. If you truly recognize that you can literally change your relationship with Hashem in one split second by taking that mental step, then it's actually not a hard step to take. It's actually a small thing. The month of Elul is soon upon us, and this is a month of preparation for the Yamim Anoraim, the days of awe that follow, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This month of Elul is the time to get our minds into gear. It's not so much about changing our behavior, it's about changing our mindset. And if we get into the right mindset, we can literally change our lives moving forward. Let's take up that challenge and make the month of Elul really count. And now for this week's riddle. The Talmud says a very strange thing. Supposing a man and a woman are, are getting married, they're standing under the chuppah. Now this man, this groom, is not the nicest guy. In fact, he's actually quite horrible. And this groom holds out the wedding ring to his bride and he says, You are Mekudeshet, you are to be married to me, but on condition that I am a good person. I'm a tzaddik, gamur, a complete tzaddik. The rabbis say that in fact they may be married because it's possible that the man did teshuva in his heart, in his mind. Based on what we said today, how does that work? Kids, I look forward to hearing your responses. Wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom.